Now let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in a special guest, Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager of Charles Schwab. They're live at the Schwab Impact Conference in Denver. It has been a great week there, I'm sure. Just give us a little summation. How's the week going there? It's always great, to, and it's great to be back in person here. It's been three years now since we've done it, so uh, having fun here in Denver, record attendance for advisors, and uh, the energy is it's palpable. So, uh, glad, you know, sorry you couldn't join me here, but I'm glad that we could patch me in here and we could have a chat today, Nicole. You're right there on the ground hearing what the REIAs are saying, getting to see everybody, um, you know, in person. We had a great conversation yesterday with our own Barry Metzger um, and just some of the themes that people are talking about. Of course, we got our Fed rate hike language yesterday, not just the hike, but also the language for what's going to happen forward. What would you make of it? Well, you know, our, our thought going into the meeting was that there was probably a little bit too much optimism building that, the, you know, whatever the step down or the pause was going to be was this, you know, immediate pivot to a, you know, a dovish uh, type positioning from the Fed. And we never really bought into that for a couple of reasons. Number one being that even if they were to step down to 50 basis points, uh, you know, later in the year, not, not at uh, yesterday's decision, that's still restrictive. Um, and then, you know, there sort of noting the fact that, and especially in the press conference yesterday, noting that uh, now the terminal rate probably needs to go a little bit higher. That was sort of the risk building um, into the market you saw because Fed funds futures were still going up even as the market was easing, financial conditions were easing, um, yields, that pressure didn't really release there. So, you know, similar to what we saw in that rally from mid-June to mid-August, there was a lot of optimism building that for some reason, the Fed was going to, you know, pull off the brakes. But you know, evidenced by whether it was the job openings data we got this week, the fact that inflation metrics that the Fed is tracking have not come down materially, um, those have not started to soften. And so, you know, much like what Powell was saying yesterday, um, they're just not seeing evidence yet that it's time to take their foot off the brake. Um, and you know, that's probably now going to result in a little bit higher of a Fed funds rate. And you know, it's going to take a little bit longer for us to get into that restrictive, fully restrictive territory that they they, they want to see. And I think that the flexibility in the statement is what really spooked everyone because the first idea was that, no, the first idea was that it was transitory. The, the latest idea was the front-loading idea, right? And now we've gotten flexibility in this statement just really saying that the ultimate rate level will be higher and they still have a ways to go and it will be done sort of when it's done, which meant slower, longer, higher. Um, I just don't know that everybody expected that. Yeah, and that's the point that I think um, is important to distinguish, especially for the market, because you have what they've done so far, which has been aggressive, you know, all of the 75 basis points hikes. But now we're sort of in that second phase where they want to assess sort of the damage caused by that. And I think Powell was, you know, part of the dovish part of that statement maybe was his admission that, you know, they're probably, uh, we have to wait for the lagged effect of what they've done already. But now we're going to have to still continue to tighten, but just at a less aggressive pace. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's a green light for the economy to rebound from here and sort of get off to the races. Um, so it is those two distinct factors. And, um, you know, I think part of the problem for, for investors leading up into the meeting was that, um, much like our colleague Jeffrey Kleintop has been saying, you've had global central banks starting to ease back a little bit in the pace, not necessarily go to rate cuts, um, with the exception of places like China. But, you know, when you have a, now a split between even something like the Bank of England and the Fed, um, the Bank of England out today was basically the inverse of the Fed, where the terminal rate is now um, expected to be a little 
little bit lower, or they're saying they're not going to go as aggressive as the Federal Reserve was, is going to go, um, but they're still going to be hiking. So a very different scenario playing out here in the U.S., and I think that's now what we have to start paying attention to, is what are the ripple effects globally, and how does that in turn you know, start to affect us here domestically? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and something you, I know you've been talking about there is the weakness that we've seen in housing, almost recessionary at this point now, the way it's pulled back. You said um, housing is flashing a firm recessionary signal, but doesn't likely spread to the rest of the economy until the labor market um, weakens. And we've had guests on who say you can pull inflation back without hurting the labor market. And then you have those who say it is a necessity. Um, I don't know where you fall on that opinion, but what is likely is we await for the jobs report tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, I think the most important opinion on the labor market is probably the Feds. Um, and, you know, Powell specifically has noted that they need to see more weakness in the labor market, and they're not getting that yet. So whether it's an uptick in unemployment, um, whether it's, you know, less payrolls, net payrolls on a monthly basis being created, um, that, that's, a conf that's sort of the package of what they need to see. So I don't know if it's really as much what investors hope for. I think it's just what the Fed is going to ultimately go for. And once they start to see a material softening in wage growth, combined with a little bit more slack in the labor market, that's going to be, hopefully, in their eyes, sort of the fuel that allows us to see, you know, an easing in inflation. So hopefully both of those coincide together. But, you know, what we've said a lot is that once unemployment starts to rise, and specifically at the rate that they've been forecasting in their latest summary of economic projections, we didn't get one for November, but the latest that we got a couple of months ago, um, you know, that, that increase, that kind of jump in the unemployment rate is recessionary when you go back into history. Um, and that's kind of their way of admitting that they're, they're sort of fine with sparking a recession if it means bringing inflation down. And, you know, they've been really clear about that, whether it's saying that in, in that way or whether it's using the code word of pain, um, that's kind of their ultimate goal. So, but, you know, our, our, our thinking around that is that once unemployment gets out of the bag, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to rein in. You sort of have to, have to let the cycle go through. Um, and, you know, we just wouldn't be surprised to see a continuation in layoffs because CEO confidence has completely collapsed. Consumer confidence around unemployment has, has also collapsed. Um, so all of the are there. You just need that, that ultimate pressure to build where payrolls get adjusted down, and then it leads to more layoffs from there. Yeah, Kevin, it's great to see you there. I'm glad you're able to get out there and network and be the star that you are and um, have some really smart conversations. And I look forward to when you return back here, and then we can continue our chat next week. Kevin Gordon, thank you. Senior Investment Research Manager of Charles Schwab. Thank you.